I'm on. Sweet. All right, that is correct. Um, my wife Shelby and me have been, I've been here, I think over 15 years now. Feel feel like the old person. No, I'm just kidding. But um, me and my wife Shelby do the youth group, uh, and we've been, I've been a part of the youth group since I started. Grew up in the youth group, then started just helping, and then now me and Shelby kind of run the youth group. And uh, just that's such a blessing. We get to serve with great people like Josh Davis and Marion Souza. Um, do have three boys, three strong, strapping boys that like to beat me up. Um, and like I said, I've been here 15 years. I've gotten to see uh, us as a church grow and grow through things and get to heal. And um, I felt I was praying about today, and I felt like God said um, to speak about the season that we're coming out of as a church, but also um, speak to where we're going right? Um, I think it's very important that if uh, we're moving out of somewhere, we have to have a future and a plan to where we're headed to, right? Um, And I'm not great at titles for messages. I'm always like, God, give me a title. And then it's a little bit, I feel like God's saying to to go back to that first love. Now, I don't know how that fits in a title, but um, so that's my goal. So my goal today is that we understand where we're going in the future, um, I feel like uh, people say that saying of like going back to the first love or, or figuring out what started this or why you're passionate about something. And I feel like, you know, growing up, I remember hearing that saying, and it's funny, most of the time it was because they wanted me to do something. Good. Tyler, go back to your first love. We need you to not be doing this. Oh, man, no. You know, or Tyler, uh, you're doing great, but sit down. Uh, or they, most of the time it was that they were asking me to, to tone it down on the game time because I'd injure people and win at all costs. And so thankfully God healed that in my life. I don't hurt people as much, but don't play games with me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so that's, that's really big. I feel like God's saying that as a church, like he wants us, I think so many times that we can get focused on doing things so much that we forget why we're doing this stuff, right? So um, even in youth, there was a season in time when um, I was trying to do so much with the youth group because I wanted to touch people, but I forgot about why I even enjoy doing it or why God called me to that. You know, So God called me to work with youth because I have a passion. I want to see, I think so many times our youth go through their whole life trying to find pieces to put into them to where it feel that void in which that's what God called to do. That God's love is meant to be in that spot. So they fill it up with drugs, they fill it up with, with classes, they, they try to learn more, they try to get that happiness, and really that happiness comes from God and the love of God on them, right? And so what I love doing is I love caring about people, listening to them, um, and just hearing where they're coming from, especially with the youth, you know. Uh, I, so I work um, for the Jacksonville Fire Department, and I see, I mean, I don't, know how many times you walk into a home it's just a broken home and these kids what they have to live with and go through and and learn and they're they're paying the bills they're out cleaning up the house cleaning the yards while their their parents or or whoever's taking care some of them are just by themselves uh i don't know how many like 14 and 15 year olds it's just 
them, no one else in their life. And so uh, the opportunity to show those people love and care about them, that's what I'm most passionate about. I want people to feel loved and not just feel loved from me, but I want them to understand that, that God has this love for them. Um, uh, my computer screen's so touchy. I touch it and it jumps around. Um, so I was thinking about this love and like what it looks like. And I like always want to think, well, what keeps people from understanding that or being able to love people well, right? And um, the truth about it is that, you know, God is love. God releases love, and that's how he interacts with everything, us on a daily basis. But what happens a lot of the time, especially in my life I've seen, is that either fear, frustration, um, offense comes in, and it makes it hard to love somebody, right? Like, if I'm, if I'm afraid of... Uh, what Shelby thinks, then I'm not going to give that full love that God has for me to give, right? If I get offended at Josh Davis, he he didn't trade somebody in fantasy football, and my team's ruined now. Uh, if that's if I get offended at that, then I'm not going to interact the same way, right? There's going to be a change, and so what the devil does is he comes in with those little things because he, he wants us to get displaced off the truth that God is love and that that's the foundation in which we live as Christians, right? Um, so I was like, I talked to Pastor Allen earlier in the week. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm not doing a Disney movie off this. And then uh, I was watching a movie um, with my kids and I'm like, oh man, this speaks pretty good. God, <laughs> is it pretty good? Uh, started crying and stuff, but um, uh, felt like God really spoke about love through, uh, how many of y'all seen, it's, uh, I guess, an older movie now, Frozen. And so, if, if anybody was around in like the mid 2010, 2020 area, you heard every little girl singing the song, uh, every girl dressed up like Elsa for uh, Halloween, you saw it all around you, right? And what I think is big about it is that God used that movie to speak about love in a way that, that they could understand, right? So um, I'm going to give a brief overview of the movie. Uh, so there's one daughter that opens up. There's one daughter with uh, magical powers where she can free stuff. She does ice. She does snow. She does all this stuff, right? And then there's one that, that doesn't have that but just enjoys being around. And they, they love hanging out. They make snowmans. There's a whole song about building a snowman that you can look up. Um, and then during playing and having fun like they've always done, something happens and the younger uh, daughter got hurt from Elsa, right? It's Elsa and Anna. So Elsa hurts Anna, and in that, they have to find a cure for it. And so they go find these people, and they end up helping her and curing her. But in the midst of it, they tell her, hey, listen, Elsa, you know, these powers are great, and they, everyone's shocked and awe, in awe about them, but they can also cause fear. And they said fear would be the, the adversary or the thing that would come and try to take you and kill you or hurt you or whatever. And so from that point on, the dynamic completely shifted, right? They locked her away. They, uh, there was a saying in it. it they, said, they would say, um, 
conceal it, don't feel it, don't let it show, is something that would repeatedly tell Elsa about her power story. Anybody see them? You're locked away in the castle. No one was allowed in the castle. No, they didn't have parties. She wasn't allowed around her sister. All this stuff because they were afraid of the fear of people, what, what they would do because they were afraid, right? And so she grew up like this, and then something happens. They have to have a party, and they find out that she's got these powers, and she runs off, causes this giant winter storm, right? And it's just chaos. And slowly this winter storm gets worse and worse and worse. And then she ends up hurting her sister again. Um, and it gets to a point where there's this huge blizzard. The, the sea that connects their, their borders is frozen. And um, this guy's going out to kill Elsa, right? And Anna is about to die from being injured from her sister again. And she goes out and saves her and ends up freezing and dies, right? Um, and in the midst of this, uh, Elsa is crying and then Anna thaws out and everything kind of goes back to normal, right? And so in the midst of it, she goes, love, I think she says, I can't remember the qu exact quote, but she says, love conquered fear. And so what happened, if you look at it through, like, the way that God showed me it, is that in this movie, she was so afraid of people's fear towards her, she let the fear that come inside, right? She, she concealed everything about her, the gifts that she was given. She, was, she um, took a step back and didn't allow, like, she had this magic, she had this gift, right? And instead of using it, she concealed it because she was afraid. And so slowly over these years, 10, 20 years, they find out that, that it just grows and she can't control it anymore. And it gets worse and worse to the point that it, it's uncontrollable and it's hurting everyone around her. And then in that moment, she, she realized that love conquers fear. And so if she operates in love, she doesn't, have to, she doesn't have to focus on the fear, right? The fear doesn't have a place. And so in an instant, she was able to unfreeze everything. She saved her sister, and she restored everything back to the way it was. And she was able to use her gift for good. I think that happens so many times, right? We get offended, we get hurt, we get whatever. And in that moment, we, we conceal it. We, we exclude ourselves. We step away from giftings that we have. And giftings and callings and destinies on our lives. Because of the fear is allowed in, we take a step back. And we, we take away from what God has placed in us because we're afraid, well, what if they don't respond well? Or, or well, what if I say the wrong thing? Or if, if I offend this person? Or I care about this person, so I'm going to not really show them fully who I am, right? And so we, we play this game, and slowly but surely, we become miserable, right? We become miserable and bitterness. It, it just opens the door for so many other things. So I'm afraid of, of what Josh thinks. Well, he's, he's judging me all the time. He's, and I have all of a sudden I build this offense and Josh hasn't said a word to me, right? And so I get to this place and what I felt like God said is that he wants to come in and remind us what, what he says about us, right? 
And so um, if I allowed it, gifting to talk, there's times that I don't say the most, um, I'm not most organized with my words or, or biblically I can't recite half the Bible. But if I allowed that fear, if I allowed that, or, and there's also people who are so knowledgeable in, in the Word of God that are in here today. If I allowed that fear, and actually that's something that was like when I was getting ready to teach, um, something that came at me is um, there's so many people who have an understanding of God that they understand God to a further extent than I might, right? And I was like, no, that sounds like a lot of fear. That sounds, and so. I had that moment to agree with that, right? But then I remembered, you know what? God gifted me. God's placed me here to, to speak. He's given me these words. And so it's important that I pursue that. And I don't allow fear into that. Yes, there's people who have greater knowledge. But there's people who have um, great knowledge that I can speak into their life and they can speak into my life, right? It's all about God releasing stuff and the love of God. And so when we get to this place where we love, like we do stuff out of the love of God, then, then it takes away that fear that I'm going to offend somebody, right? Like if someone comes up to me, if Josh came up to me, I keep using Josh, but like he's there, I got Josh. But so if Josh came up to me and said, hey, Tyler, I think you're a little hard on this youth. I know Josh cares about me. I know that Josh is a good friend of mine and that he, he tries to follow God's will in his life. And so I don't have to be like, he said that because he's just mad at me. No, he loves me and he shared that with me, right? And so where I think, like, I think that God's really grown me is that I really trust that y'all have the best intentions for me. You know, the foundation that God's a good God, that God's a loving God, and that God pours out love on us constantly. So whenever someone shares something to me, I can take it to God and go, God, what do you say about this? And still love the person, right? Um, so I wrote on here that the biggest thing is that love's the answer. You know, I think that we're going out of a season to where it's been, it's, it's, if you've been around here a few years, you know that it's, at times it's been difficult, that, that we've had to grow through stuff, that we've, we've had different things happen here. Um, but no matter what, I always go back to that foundation that God's good, right? And that God loves me. And uh, I love, ev I love, you know, in which, so, I love everyone that's here, and I love everyone that's left, right? There's people that are left that are my best friends, and I love them. And I think, oh, great, you're going to a place where God's calling you. Great, I love you for that, right? And um, I believe that God can move in them just the same way that God can move in me. Uh, there was one thing I want to say. Oh, that's a good point. So, so a big thing is that something that I've had to learn through this. Uh, I feel like that this, um, what God's been doing in our church, if uh, you, like I said, if you've been around, it's been very, um, at times, very personal in my life. I've been really close to different things going on in our church and um, over the last six years. And so um, it's been very personal to me. And what God had talk to me about some of these people that have left or or even just people I encounter in here is that one I love them 
right? I, I, I love them. And so what is love? Love doesn't manipulate. And so I trust that when I love on this person, when I love on this family member that's not near God, or when I love on this person that's at this point in their life, if I show them love, I don't have to worry about finagling them back to this place, or, or, or I don't have to, uh, you know, I, I want to say, like, manipulate, but, like, to where I don't feel the need to force something upon them, right? If I truly trust and believe the God in them as the God in me, then I believe that as I am who God's called me to be, I release something. And that if, if they so choose, because it's free choice, if they choose to oper- like walk in that, then I've set myself up not to be someone they've seen as manipulating, as forceful, as someone who hates them for what they've done, but they see me as someone who's loved them the whole time, right? Um, and that... That is what God's called us to, right? He's just called us. It's so simple. He's called us to love people. And so when I love somebody and I, I do it not out of a hidden agenda and, or I, I just love the person, then what happens is I open a door for them to always come to me. There's, there's three or four people in my life that um, during this midst, and I've seen both sides of this. During this midst, I felt God say, um, love them, don't ask them, don't, don't force this upon them, just spend time with them. I want you to just spend time. Don't, don't talk about, like he didn't want me to like, force upon them what, what God's showing me. He said, just spend time with them. And whatever form that is, if it means uh, go, out and, go out to eat, if it means um, working out, if it means... Um, just calling them on the phone to tell them a funny story or sending them a funny video you saw. Do that, but, but just be with them. Spend time with them. And through that, I've seen the ability to speak into people's lives, right? Because they see me as someone who genuinely cares, not to get my agenda through. And so um, I think that's really big. I think that it's big for this reason. I think the season we're going into, the, even this next year, we've, we've heard words from other uh, uh, churches about how there's a, a second chance. I feel like um, there's words that there's going to be a, a great harvest of, of souls this next year. What I think's big for us to prepare for is to choose love over anything, right? For us to pursue that love in, at all costs. Because I feel like God's setting us up to be someone that, that can usher in people, right? And touch people's lives. And how do we do that? We love well. Something that's always been said about Grace Fellowship is that, that no matter what difficulty we're going through, no matter what, what's happening in all of our personal lives, we love well, right? We're people who, you know, whenever I get to the end of my days, I want people to say that about me. I want to be a person who's, who loves well and who, who advances the kingdom. I want, I want to see God touched. Uh, you know, we're called to be uh, disciples of nations. We're called to all this. How do we get to that place? How do we find that, that place of um, favor in, in our city, favor amongst other churches? It's because we love well. And if we can do that, we set ourselves up to be a, a tool God uses this next season. Like I said, there's people who have used all different types of stuff in their life to fill that void of love. 
to fill that void, to feel loved. Um, you see it in kids whenever, if they aren't getting the attention they want, they'll do it in, you know, I, I tell, uh, you know, I talk to parents whenever we go on calls. I'm like, well, if they aren't getting the attention in a good form, they'll get it in the bad form because it's attention, because it's, it's meeting that need, right? So if they need love, they'll get it in the good, bad, or the ugly, right? But it's, it's when it's in the bad and ugly, it's temporarily filling that need, so they have to go back to it. And they chase that high, or they chase that. They chase that, right? I see it all the time. Like, I, I run on the same people over and over again. And um, every time they tell me they're going to stop, they're going to get better, they're going to do this, they aren't going to hit this person anymore, they aren't going to drink, they aren't going to... They tell us all this stuff, but whenever they get out of that, if they aren't founded in that, that love... If they don't get that love, they'll just either find something else to fill that void or they'll go right back to what they were, right? And so, and it's not just, it's not just addictions in the sense of alcohol, drugs, all that. It's also anger. It's also uh, people who, you know, get offended and then they get out of that fence. If they don't understand how they got there or, or they don't work on that aspect of it, it's easy to slip back into a fence, right? And so um, there's a few things I felt like God. So through this season, through the last six years, uh, I feel like that God's really worked on me to the point to where I can talk to these people that have hurt me. There's a bunch of people, even really close family members even, that have, that have hurt me. And through, through me talking to God, working freedom prayer, talking to people, me working this out, I'm actually able to love on these people. You know, and and even though they hurt me, I can still show them that love, right? And and my my heart on it is not to be a love that's forced, right? Um, how many of y'all have uh, been around those people that for like they're like I love you, and you're like you said it with a lot of hate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I'd rather be slapped and called a dummy than be called love with that. You know, uh, but uh, we've been around that, and I don't want to do that, right? I, I feel like I've got, like God's got me to a place where that's not how I am, you know. Uh, and so I was like talking to God about, and I felt like there was three big things. And um, the first thing that I had to do is I had to go through these emotions. I had to, I'd allow God and, and some people around to, to get me through these frustrations or, or offenses and emotions, and I had to walk that out, right? And the reason why I think these three things are big for where we're going is in order to have impact, we have to be able to love. Now, if I operate in offense, fear, and hate or anger, then it's going to be hard for me to genuinely love people around me, right? Um, I say, I, you know, you can't really show someone how to do something if you don't know how to do it, right? So like, I'm going to lead you through how to uh, kayak down a river. I've never kayaked before in my life. I don't want that guy showing me, right? Like, all right, Tyler, we're going to chase down this bear and kill it. Uh, I've never killed a bear and I've never been around anybody. We're going to go, no, thank you. Where is the vehicles? I'm getting out of here. I'm not going to be another snack. Um, you want to be around someone who's experienced in this, who, who understands it, who, who can operate in this and walk you through this, right? And so 
what I think, if you look around today, I think there's a lot of hurt people who need to feel the love of God, right? I think it doesn't take much to understand that. So if we can understand how we get ourselves to feel the love of God in the sense, or to not feel but encounter God's love because it's always there, um, then we can lead people. And we can show people and we can love well. And so whenever they come in the doors, man, y'all are very loving. I, I remember the first time I came here, uh, I got bombarded by like 12 people talking to me. And like I remember back, like I was sitting, I was sitting over there. I'm sitting there and there's like teenagers coming up, adults coming talking. I am just getting talked to and I'm like, what the, what is going on here? Like, I was like. And I was like, this is over, to me, I was like, this is way overwhelming. Like, I've never encountered something like that. And I've been in multiple churches growing up. I've been in church my whole life. And so we love well. And so how do I get to the point where I can love people well? Um, I think it starts with I got to love the people around me, but I got to love myself as well, right? Um, sometimes the, the greatest offense we have is the offense that we caused or, or something in us, right? Oh, I, I'm, I shouldn't be angry at this person or I shouldn't feel this way or I shouldn't walk in this frustration. This person hurt me, but I, I, I'm a Christian. I should have gotten past this point yet, right? Well, if you don't have that understanding, you're, you're just holding yourself to unrealistic expectation, right? And so how do I get there? I got to walk with God through these emotions. Hurt, emotions, even offense at times, it's understandable, right? But the point, if you hold on to that and keep it, that's when it becomes, it becomes something serious, right? Uh, if you ever have seen somebody with a, a cut or a wound, if they don't get it looked at or clean, if they don't keep on top of it, it's just going to get worse, right? There's, there's a process in which to do something, right? And so it's okay to hurt. Hurt is understandable. People get hurt. That's understandable. But the, the way in which you handle those hurts, if you just nurture them and allow them to be there and, 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 and just maintain them to stay where they're at instead of allowing them to heal, that's where bitterness comes from. That's where, and I think that's where even it will affect you mentally, like, and so it just opens that doorway for it. And so, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't painless. Walking through uh, the hurts that I had during the last six years, it was difficult. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, this is so much fun. No, <laughs> it was difficult. It was a little painful at times. But you know what? Afterwards, it felt so much relief. You know, wherever there's pressure on something, once you get that pressure off of it, you know, like uh, you see these guys working out, and uh, I watched this guy, he was squatting like 800 pounds, I'm like, oh my gosh, and he's turning red, every vein's bugging out in his head, and he does it, and he gets done, boom, like the veins start going away. He almost passed out, but he, he went to back to a state of normal, right, because the pressure, that weight was off him. Um... Something that God spoke to me really big was that people are not the enemy, right? What if Josh, I keep using Josh. I'm going to keep using you because you're sitting there. Uh, but if Josh does something that offends me or if Josh does something and it hurts me, Josh did it, but he's not my enemy through that, right? I still love Josh. 
Josh did something that hurt me. I can deal with that hurt, and I can even, with the friendship I have, and I can talk to Josh about it. But at the end of the day, Josh is not an, the enemy. He's not the evil person that I hate, that I'm supposed to hate. Josh is my friend, right? Josh is someone who I love and I care about. And so in that, like, when I'm dealing with stuff or whenever I see stuff in people's lives, like, some, like if I see anger in someone's life, you know, Josh is, or that person, <laughs> I see anger in your life, Josh. No, that person isn't the, the pro, like, the enemy. The anger, something's in his life causing him to be angry. And so I love that person, and I go, something's going on. I can pray for that person, right? So uh, big, it's, it's, it's changed how I look at people because uh, it, it makes it way easier to, to deal with, pe- to be around people, to whenever people are going through stuff, it makes it so much easier to encounter them because um, there's not this pressure of that, uh, well, they're just this way. They're, no, there's something going on in their life. If I understand something's going on in their life, I could give them the grace to work it out. And in giving them grace, I show them love, and I don't put this un, undue expectation upon them. Um, the, the third thing, so the first thing was I have to allow God to work through these hurts. Second thing is I have to trust and believe that people aren't the enemy, that people are good. And the third thing, I have to trust the process of which God has me. And that goes along with other people as well, right? I have to trust the process in which God has them on in their life. Now, they might make, there's people in life that might make terrible decisions. And they might do things to me or hurt me or whatever. But I trust the process that God has for me. And I trust the process that, they, that he has for them if they choose to follow it, right? And so I can love them in that. Um, I truly believe that God's uh, setting us up to be a voice in the city with love, right? I think God's really releasing us to this point. I think that there is going to be, I think God wants to touch our city. I think that God wants to touch our, our schools. I think God wants to touch our community. I think he wants to use the cities or, or the churches around us. I think he wants us to be friends with the churches around us. Um, I think he's taking the element of competition out of it, right? If we're called the uh, disciple nations, you know, there's other churches that have great things. There's stuff we have giftings in. There's stuff that, you know, uh, the Baptist church has giftings in. And, and if I truly believe that God's a good God and that God's got all this in his hand, then I can trust the process in their lives. And so in that, I believe that God's setting us up to be a voice in this city. I think God's really this next year, I think if we pursue this love and sit down and just go, God, I want to understand your love and how to love people and how to love well. I think we've done it in an amazing way. I think that us as a body, I think we love, I think we do a great job. I think that sometimes, in, I know in my life, that I, I allow things to clutter that up. And I forget the objective is to love, right? I think that naturally that we love well and we mean to love well. And so I don't want you to go away thinking that um, I think we don't do that. I think we do it really well. I think we, but I think what God's calling us to is to come back to that first, right? Come back to the, the reasoning. Come back to, to what it looks like in our lives. 
And I think we can allow fear and all this stuff clutter that. And offense, I think offense can clutter that. I think what happens as we step away from that is that God wants to come in. And, and that fresh breath and that, that, um, that I would almost say the second chance in which they talked about. God's given us an opportunity. And what, what I've seen through uh, Grace Fellowship is that every time we go through something hard, every time we go through something, we always hang on to the fact that God's a good God and he loves us. And when we come out of it, and I'm not saying like if, but I'm saying when we come out of it, we're always double what, where we were right? I don't believe that, that we just, we have to take a step back. I think what God's saying is that he's, he's bringing this, he's restoring us in aspects, and he's, he's lifting offenses off, and in that we get to, to advance even past where we have been, right? And so I truly believe that about us. I think that we're in a great place. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but, uh, you know, growing is a great place, right? And so um, stuff I would like us, and normally I play songs, but what I felt like today is that this was a, a thing for us to look at over the, over the week. And so what this week I'd really like us to do is to look at ourselves and go, God, is there any area in my life that I've allowed fear, frustration, or offense to take over and block really why I'm here? And also on top of that, God, how have you gifted me in this? And, and, and what does it look like for me to operate in love? When I started this, it, uh, God gave me two people. And I wanted these other, you know, it sounds terrible. I wanted these other two people because they were close. I'm like, oh, God, I really want them to touch. And he gave me these two other people. I'm like, all right, yeah. I mean, God's kind of moving in their lives already, but I'm, I'm going to go after these people because it's where God called me. And out of that, I've seen it expand, right? And now from two people, I have influence over like 15 to 20, right? And so what happens is that I trust the process God has me. So, God, what does it look like to take that first step? And then out of that, well, first, the offense, fear, if I have any of that, God, how do I deal with that? Uh, secondly, what does it look like to take that first step and then s just start going after it, right? I think God's really gifted. Same way in that Frozen movie, I think God's really gifted all of y'all in just numerous different areas that y'all have giftings, callings, and destinies on your life. And that God's saying that 2024 is the season to start stepping into those even more. So, but I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to hand it over to Pastor Allen. So, dear God, I thank you for this amazing group that we have. I thank you for the people who you've given us and gifted us with, and that um, the people who we have here are the foundation for or going after this thing in our city. I thank you for the love in which you've shown us and how you've always been here, and you've always shown us how to love well, Lord. And so now we, we just ask that you just move through our congregation and you just show them, show them how they've loved well and how, how are we supposed to walk this out, Lord. I thank you for where you've taken us. I even thank you for the season we've been in, Lord, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow us, Lord. I thank you for this next season. And I just speak that, that the 2024 is going to be a season of love and season season of just uh, second chances, restoration, Lord. And just, we just believe that you're going to explode this season. Amen. Thank you all.
Come on, Tyler. Come on, let's all stand up. Thank you, Tyler. What a great reminder. Um, I'm going to ask the prophetic team to come up here. Harvey, you have some ministry teams too. So if you're on the ministry team this morning, would you come up? And if you're on the prophetic team, which I know who's on the prophetic team. So you guys, if y'all wouldn't mind, the prophetic team guys, y'all come up here on the stage with me. Oh, both of them are? Oh, it's the same people. Okay, well, that's fine. So y'all can start up here. Come on up, Jessica. Be with Rick. He needs help. <laughs> he does. I know he does. Um, I, as Tyler was speaking, I, I know. I, I think that what he was saying is absolutely true. It's hard for us to see it. Like, I, I believe that God's want to speak to our prophetic team. We believe that when we hear prophetically, it, we're just hearing what's already in the Lord's heart for you, for people, for us, for the church, for, and that God speaks, and it's just what he does, you know. And I believe that uh, uh, some of you are that, uh, one of the things we gave the kids at our, at our leadership Christmas party was they're the hands and feet of Jesus. God has used you to be a blessing to people, and you don't know it. You're not aware of it. You haven't connected with that, that, oh, I'm God's gift to him. I'm God's gift to them. I'm God's gift to her. Uh, Jerry was telling me, I don't know where she is right now. Oh, yeah, I do. Jerry was telling me about one of their family traditions on Christmas was to take some gifts to kids that didn't have gifts. And her daughter was asking her mom, what? And it's hard for a little child to understand, but then it's really true. It's one of their traditions. They're a blessing. They're the gift. They really are. So I, prophetic team, I'm just going to ask, we're just going to pray for a second. If you guys have a minute, um, I believe God wants to speak to us and to help people see the gift that they are to certain people. So uh, let's all pray. And we'll just let God speak. And uh, I think he wants you to know that you're a gift, that you are really a blessing and a gift. So, Jesus, would you just reveal to us what's in your heart, God, what you see inside of us? So I'll go first. I'll let them go. Um, I'm terrible with names, which pastors shouldn't be, but I am. But uh, I was, when I was talking to you guys this morning, um, yes, when I was talking to you this morning, yeah, I know, and you told me your story, and you told me about your wife who passed away with cancer, and it, it touched my heart, and then I looked next to you and I see a, a direct gift from the Lord into your life and it really is true it's like you're a gift to him and well, God is so kind isn't he and uh, I really see that in what God's doing in y'all's relationship and it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing the Lord's done so you guys Marcia well, what I feel like the Lord wants me to share is, is for all of us, um, and it's from a message that I listened to this week, and he was talking about how that we've always heard that our actions speak louder than our words, 
And he goes, what, what people really look at is our reactions. And so I feel like going along with what um, Tyler preached on, that we love well, and my prayer is that I react well, because um, I'm retired, I don't get out a lot, but I've noticed that when I'm at the grocery store, a lot of times my reactions aren't Christ-like. Like if someone cuts in front of me or they're going down the wrong way, <laughs> you know, it's like irritates me, and, and I, I feel like, well, that's not loving for me to react that way. And so I want all my reactions to be Christ-like. Good word. Good word. Dana, don't go the wrong way in the grocery store. That, my sister Dana, not you Dana, the other Dana. I think it's pick on Josh Day or something. I don't know. Since he's my son, I think it's okay. But Josh, I saw you, and it was like you were turning the corner, and then you got stuck. And then you were turning the corner, same corner, like over and over and over. And it was almost like in a movie where there's a glitch and it just skips. And I just felt like the Lord said that this coming year is the year where that breakthrough happens, where you turn that corner and you keep on going. So I hope that means something to you, buddy. Good work. Okay, so the first thing I got was for Jessica. I saw this picture of you walking around, and there was these melody notes just coming out of you. and You didn't even have to speak or say anything. And I heard the Lord say, you are a melody to this world. Like, they need you. And the other thing is the young, the man in, right in front of me, I don't know his name, uh, in the wheelchair here. I, hutch, Hutch. Um, I heard the Lord say, I see you, I hear you, and I love you deeply. And then the last thing is the lady in the burgundy shirt. I can't remember her name. Yep, you, Tina. T Tina. Uh, I just feel like the Lord is saying he's so proud of you and you lack nothing. You have everything you need inside of you to do everything you're created to do. So for me, lately the Lord has just been opening my eyes to where I can see Jesus in me and how I'm one with him and how much he loves me. And over just even the last few days, it's like I can, my eyes are being opened now to say, I see Jesus in everyone in here. I can look at you, Amy, and I see Jesus in you. And I can actually see how you share your, his love with the world just in the way that you're around people. Like I think in the way you take care of people at the hospital. I know you're a nurse. And same thing, Jessica, you popped out immediately. It's like, I see Jesus in everyone, but it's like you were someone that was highlighted too. It's like, I see Jesus in you. And the way you react and respond to the world, it's like you share his love with the world. And so I could probably go through, I won't take up all the time, and just like pretty much everyone in here, I can see Jesus in you, Miss Valerie. I see Jesus in you, Mr. Tom. I mean, everyone I could go through, but I won't, I won't do everybody. But I'm just, it's... It's beautiful when your eyes begin to, to open like that and, and you can see Jesus in everyone. I mean, I think she's right. I mean, I think we could, we could go through the room and, and tell you. We can look at people. It's just the gift that God gave it, that we could look and tell you what the Lord feels about you. I mean, I could do through the whole room. Uh, Hutch and Gail, I, I just feel like um, for years, you guys have built a tower over your foundation in a tower of blocks, and it was just blocking you from each other. 
it was like it just kept getting taller and taller and you two kept getting further and further apart and that block wall just kept getting bigger and bigger and and like one day the the Lord just said I had enough and he broke it and he says there's love in those hills underneath those grounds underneath those things that you've hidden he said that's no longer going to be hidden it's just going to come out um, I could go through the room and just tell you the people and the things that the Lord said. I feel like, um, who else was there? there? Was somebody else I was looking at? Uh, but I, I think I could go through the room. Everybody but Tommy. I mean, everybody. I, I felt Jesus <laughs> on everybody, but when I looked at Tommy, I was like, oh, maybe not Tommy. But now nah, I'm just kidding. Tommy's one of my favorites. But I, I feel like that a lot of times that that at the end of the day, we could sit up here and we'd love to even today to just share with you guys the words that the Lord... Oh, it was you, Miss Sherry. It was you who the Lord gave me a word for even this morning. I think that in your mind, you think that you're nothing or you don't have anything to give or there's nothing in you and the Lord says that's not true. There's so much gifting in you. There's so much that's inside of you that... You've built and you've stopped it from coming out. The Lord says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it come out. People are going to see it whether you try to hide it or not. So. Who was that? Sherry. Sherry. <laughs> Sherry, like, Steven. yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to find out who's about to explode because it's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> it's really good. All right. Uh, Pat's first. Uh, so the young man with the black shirt, black hair, got your arm folded here. I just, Chris, yeah, I feel like that I heard the word vanish. And I don't know if you like or think magicians are cool or what, but I just felt like I heard that word vanish. And I felt like there have been people that have almost vanished that have been a part of your life. But I just feel like the Lord just wants you to know that he's with you. You're never alone, and he's not going to ever leave you. So I've got a question. How many feel like that we are, Tyler mentioned this. He talked about a, a season change. How many, obviously in the natural there's a season change, but how many feel like that we're in a time of a season change? How many feel that way? Yeah, I think that's the word of the Lord. What I think the Lord says is I'm going to raise up teachers in this time of season change and those to be taught. But the scripture says you've got many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. And so I see the Lord at this point He's raising up teaching and teachers, but in a sense of a father. So there's going to be a real connection and impartation that we can, I mean, you can see things on YouTube, right? You can see things, but you don't have the father right there, just the enduring father actually doing something. And this time of teaching in this new season is going to be a whole different realm. It's going to be in the realm of fathering. So be prepared to be used as a father to teach others. And especially the scripture stands out to me, have the older women teach the younger women how to do different things, including to love their husbands. It's a very practical reality thing that was very necessary in the early church. And I believe that season we're back into is there's, there's, there's older women who have amazing wisdom to teach younger women. And what's going to help is these younger women are going to ask for it. They're going to desire it. You're not going to have to, like Tyler said, you won't have to force it or talk them into it or tell them they need it. They're going to come in and say, we desire to know what we don't know. We want to be mothered. We want to be fathered. So be prepared for that. 
All right, so if you guys have a couple of minutes, I'm going to ask them to go down front. And we're going to, because, you know, it's really, God is really good about processes, right? Order, the way he does things. One thing that he's very clear about is uh, we love because he first loved us. And what he's talking about isn't some abstract love. It's, it's an experience with God that touches you at a deep level. Um, if you know there's more for you in your life than you've been experiencing, if you're in that season change, allow one of the prophetic team to uh, pray with you. And I believe in that time of prayer, you're going to experience his love. And it's overwhelming. It's like a flood. And it'll change your life forever. And then you'll be empowered to love others. But first you have to experience his love. And uh, God wants to do that this morning. If you feel that in your heart, that this is a big change for you, there's something going on. Maybe you, in your heart, you know that one of these guys needs to pray for you. Um, then they're down here this morning. They want to pray with you, okay? So, Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for Tyler and uh, his word he shared with us, God. And God, we just accept the challenge to love well in our world, in our lives, God. And we just praise you, King. Amen. God bless you guys. Don't forget, uh, I want to make an announcement. I'm sorry, I, will, I didn't forget this. Christmas Eve is on a Sunday, so that morning we're having a special service. It'll be fun, a lot of stuff for the kids. That night we're having a uh, candle lighting service and communion. So Christmas Eve is going to be a fun day, so I hope you get to make it. God bless you guys.